Hello and welcome to the Illinois Association of Park Districts Parkcast. I'm Wayne Utterback, Director of Communications and Digital Content, and today I'm happy to be joined by Boone County Conservation District Executive Director Dan Kane. Dan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me. Sure, no problem. Glad I could do it. Now, can you just start off by telling me a little bit about the, uh, the Boone County Conservation District and, and what makes it unique? Sure. Uh, the Boone County Conservation District is a uh, uh, local unit of government uh, special district uh, provided under the uh, Illinois Conservation Districts Act. And uh, there's only five conservation districts in the state of Illinois. So uh, we're in a fairly small uh, group of, of entities that uh, provide the type of service. We primarily manage uh, land, uh, important conservation lands for the ecological and the, uh, the habitat value and uh, also uh, some passive recreational opportunities and, um, uh, and for the natural environment, you know, the natural functions on the land. So we're not set up like a park district is to do a lot of uh, active recreational type of uh, functions, but we do have programs and events. And, uh, you know, so uh, we have a staff of eight full-time employees and uh, I'm really blessed. We, we operate with a uh, team management style of, uh, of uh, operation and I'm really blessed to have a great group and also have a really great uh, board. We have five trustees that oversee our organization and they're appointed to serve five-year terms, which, uh, and then when they're done with their term, they cannot come back on the board um, until a year has passed. So there's a, a difference in the way we're structured that way as well. All right, and, and what can you tell me about visitation since the pandemic started in your district? Yeah, we, we don't have any quantifiable um, reflection on that, but Observation-wise, we have certainly noticed uh, an increase in patrons visiting our sites. Um, you know, last spring when everything started uh, to kind of happen with respect to COVID-19, um, you know, we went through the same uh, crunch that everybody went through in terms of, you know, how do you, how do you operate with uh, staff? We, we immediately went to remote uh, function. We, we never stopped operating. And uh, we continue to provide service for the public. Um, we had adapted immediate protocols to minimize our risk of, of getting uh, staff infected or, um, you know, getting in contact with others that, that would pose a risk. Um, and then once we developed our, our um, uh, management plan and all the protocols and got that in place, we were able to reopen the office. Uh, limited, you know, uh, capacity. We had limited people in the office. And, uh, uh, but we were able to, to do quite a bit. And I think our patrons really appreciated what we've done. And we even opened sites that were technically closed for seasonal uh, use because of, uh, you know, our budgetary constraints. We, we in the fall, uh, late fall, we closed a number of outlying sites and we even reopened several and ended up having to post signs that if the parking lot it's full the site is at capacity and uh, because we had people parking on the roads and you know that our, our the use was quite heavy and still it remains so yet today now are there any particular uses uh, by patrons that surprised you 
Uh, no, it's predominantly we have hiking paths, you know, they're mowed trails. Uh, we do have a, a number of paved paths and we do have a, a, a multi-use bike path that uh, crosses the county that is more or less uh, paved uh, and gets a lot of use anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, so we're probably managing close to 35 miles of trails and, uh, you know, with a staff of eight full-time employees, only two of those employees are full-time maintenance. And uh, so you can imagine how stretched thin uh, we are in terms of operations, but we managed to keep everything open and, uh, you know, continue to do all the risk management protocols that we normally do. We, we did have uh, our office staff assist with some of the outdoor cleaning of restrooms. Uh, everybody had to take turns um, going out and, uh, you know, sanitizing restrooms. We, we made it a uh, the effort to do it at least once daily at every restroom and we have more than 30 sites and uh, you know so getting around to all the sites that have restroom facilities you know that took time and you know to give the maintenance staff the opportunity to do other tasks our office staff stepped up and and did did that. Now, what's the uh, community response been to some of the things you've been able to offer during the uh, pandemic? Uh, that's, that's actually been quite good. The response has been especially, you know, we just actually were at the time this all happened, we were just starting to get really engaged with social media and, uh, and develop our uh, Facebook and other social media outlets uh, so that we were more engaged anyway. We, we kind of shifted from doing a, a newsletter type of engagement on a quarterly basis and went to the uh, more dynamic social media. And we've, we, we constantly get, um, you know, responses uh, daily. I mean, it's, it's really taken off. And that's really been a good way for us to uh, learn and adapt what we're doing so that we are meeting the needs of the public. Now, I want to ask a question about your district in, in particular. Uh, how much open space has your, uh, your conservation district been able to protect? We currently have a little more than 4,000 acres of important conservation land that we manage. And, uh, and I noted uh, more than 30 sites. And uh, almost all those sites do have public access. And um, they all don't have trails or, you know, they may have picnic or or uh, uh, limited facilities, but you know we still do provide access. We also have hunting programs, so that's something most park districts don't engage in. So uh, to manage uh, uh, or assist with you know issues like chronic wasting disease uh, with the deer population, so you know we we have other programming that uh, ties into the type of uh, land management that we do. Now, what are, what are some of the plans you have for the future of your district? Well, we're continuing to, to expand. Uh, we're actually going to be purchasing 90 acres next week. Uh, this, that uh, is a bargain sale. The landowner ha had approached us and is offering a 47% uh, gift of the value of the property. And so we are in the process of, uh, in fact, that's what I'm working on today is the arrangements for the closing and getting all our ducks lined up. So uh, we continue to, to expand for the, for
for the public. And um, I, I will note we are getting very close to our capacity. I don't think we can really acquire a whole lot more unless there's something really unique uh, ecologically that needs protection. But um, you know, we, we strive to do our best and, and uh, do it within our means. Sounds like you're doing a good job there. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I'll ask you some direct questions now. Um, what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, to, to stay flexible and to listen. And, uh, you know, uh, don't be afraid to take on uh, certain risks uh, that, you know, may seem a little bit uncomfortable. So those are the key things that I kind of uh, keep close to my, my thought process. And uh, the other thing is I, I do strongly believe in the team management structure of our organization and that has served our, our organization well. Uh, we have a really exceptional group of people that have really uh, stepped up and especially through this pandemic, uh, you know, everybody is taking on additional workload and, and without complaint more or less and, and uh, really, um, doing a great job. I mean, above and well above and beyond. So I'm blessed to have that. Now, if you had to give advice to a 21 year old, what would you tell them? Uh, well, I would, I would say work hard, you know, put your due diligence in, make sure that you get educated about what your, uh, what any individual task is that you, uh, focus on. I mean, my background, I'm a geologist and I started out in the oil industry and I also grew up on a farm. So, you know, managing property and doing things. Uh, I had some background, obviously working with equipment and, you know, that kind of thing. So when you uh, are looking at somebody new stepping up to the table and, and getting involved, uh, certainly uh, this is a new f- wide open field. There's a lot of opportunity, I think. And I, you know, uh, I, I think the community, the public, is really starting to appreciate, especially during this pandemic, that there's a lot of value brought to the table. And uh, uh, with respect to our sites and the way that they're accessible and all of that. But uh, the key thing is, in my mind, is to get educated. And I know IEPD and IEPARCs both provide a great deal of opportunity for uh, online uh, education as well as programs and things throughout the year or lots of webinars and I would say take advantage of everything you can and to, to look and, and you know take advantage of mentorship if you get the opportunity if you have somebody that or several people that are doing things and get well-rounded you know a broader perspective is always better than a narrow focus. Now if you could go back in the history of your <laughs> If, if you could go back in the history of your conservation district, who is one person you would like to talk to and why would you choose that person? Uh, I, would, I would have to say that uh, Roger Gustafson, who was the founding director of the uh, Boone County Conservation District, uh, he, he was involved at the onset, actually helped write the state enabling legislation and assisted uh, George Fell in getting it passed. And uh, he would be the individual. In fact, I'm, I've, I'm actually quite lucky. I, I did get to spend time with him uh, because he lived real close to the district when I started working here back in uh, April of 2000. Uh, and uh, so I got the, 
the benefit of, you know, picking up some of his advice and uh, initial thoughts about what the district was, what, what purpose we were supposed to serve. And then, uh, you know, I, I took that advice and also uh, expanded on that in terms of what we do and, and of course, adapt to the current circumstances, so. Now, last question, but uh, certainly not the least. Uh, what is one thing you would like for your constituents or users to know about your conservation district? That we provide a lot of opportunity for people to get outside and enjoy the, the great natural resources that we have in this community, in this area, and also to participate in our educational programming because we have really exceptional uh, educators on our staff and they, they do a really great job. And that's, you know, we've continued to do online programming and uh, continue to do uh, work with educational programs in a much more limited capacity. But nonetheless, uh, there's opportunity there for the public to learn more about what we are, what we do, and how they can take advantage of those, those areas. All right, excellent. Well, Dan, that's all the questions I had for you today, but I appreciate you taking right. some time out of, your, out of your busy day to talk with me and share a little bit about your uh, agency story. Sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to get to tell that story, so thank you. All right, excellent. Thank you so much.